The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. continue where we left off let's hear who we have at the table players and characters and will you begin hello i'm hannah playing winnie hemlock guardian of the shared sky brennan hi i'm brennan i am playing brother arcos gerard priest of furia and rob i'm rob playing magnus vale master of day and night and i'm amelia som your gm and I believe you recently heard a branch snap behind you. Oh, I forgot about the that. The darkness of this unending night. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, I think the first thing that Magnus does is uh, use elemental manipulation to conjure a ball of fire and cast like light around him to see if he can see anything. You do so. Roll me a notice check. Okay. Is it just Magnus that's awake right now, or are we all awake? Did Magnus uh, I was take- keeping watch yeah. during the yeah. night, but it's been constantly night, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. So you're all probably sleeping. Notice it's D10, which looks like this. Ooh, that is going to be a 10, exactly. Yeah. With the ten, you you conjure this ball of fire and kind of move it in that direction, sort of sweeping. You don't immediately see anything. And as you're looking in this direction from behind you again, you hear another twig snap. Um, Magnus is going to try to keep calm, and he's going to walk over to Julian's tent, and he's going to tap him on the foot. I presume he's sleeping and be like, Julian, Julian. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think there might be something in the woods. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Uh, great, yeah. Okay, like something bad, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course it's something bad. You wouldn't wake me up if there's something cool in the woods. You would just probably like... I don't know, wait till... Well, you would wake me up if there's something cool in the... And Julian's, like, kind of getting dressed, like, as uh, 
could hide. You'd wake me up if it was like something like cool, cool. Wait, is this a prank? No, this is not a. But I don't think so. If it's a prank, we're both getting pranked. Okay. Um, and uh, he gets up and says, "Okay, what are we dealing with? What do we know?" Hmm. Heard some twigs breaking in the woods. We haven't seen nary any animals since we've been on this journey, as far as I can reckon. Couldn't see what made the crack, but it always seems to be behind us. Okay, so you take that way, I take this way? Yeah. Okay, so you guys, are you like back to back, or are you just like on, like just near each other? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just be back to back. That's yeah. fine. You're back to back. You're like one of you. Uh, Julian also conjures some fire uh, looking outward in that direction. And you're looking in this. Um, yeah, you don't see anything as uh, give me another notice check. I'm going to. Yeah, just give me another notice check. Uh, that time. Oh, the six exploded. So that's nine plus two. So uh, 11. Okay. Now that Julian is helping you keep an eye, um, two things happen. One, you hear that twig snapping sound coming from directly above you. And it distracts you as you're moving the fire kind of amongst the trees in this little ball and you're you're watching the shadows shift as the light begins to illuminate areas but some of the shadows aren't they're not moving in the right way that light should do you look up i think the answer has to be yes. Like, um, I think just on reflex, if Magnus heard the sound again, he would like immediately look towards the direction. Um, but I think to like maybe hedge a little bit of the danger here, Magnus is going to like try to position the ball of fire between him and the noise. Yeah. So as you look up, you bring your ball of fire back to you and straight up and you see the light against the deep black of night and a snap from over where you moved the fire from. And it sounds closer. Okay. Okay. Um, Magnus is just going to like leave the ball sort of like up and a little bit in front of him. So he has sort of this like circular ring of light that he and Julian are creating. Yeah. Okay. Julian, have you noticed that the noise is only coming from where we're not looking? Yeah, yeah, I did piece that together. So we just need to look everywhere all the time and then we'll be fine, right? Yeah, so that would be my first thought as well. Um, my next thought is, okay, say we can't do that. Is this thing dangerous, you think? Like, what are we actually dealing with here? Is this just like some shadow magic? Do we think this is a creature? I mean, it could be trying to kill us. It could be trying to play with us. It could just be nothing. Maybe it's all in our heads. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the air here is laced with drugs. 
Well, I mean, all fair, there's sort of a 30% chance at any given pl- place is laced with drugs. But okay, so... Hmm. How do we get more information here? Okay, I have an idea, but I don't think you're going to like it. Okay, hit me with the idea I'm not going to like. Uh, we kill all the lights and see what happens. Um, okay, help me out with this. Magnus's improved eyesight, is it just magic that he sees, or is there any sort of dark vision component to that? Yeah, I would say you do see better in, in the night. Like, you have a little, like, cat reflection. Okay. Um, and, yeah, are you, are you like, trying to look with, like, that, like, the magical scanning? Like, really th- focusing on that? I think it, I will... A, I just wanted to know how comfortable Magnus would be if he would just be, like, in complete darkness. But, yes, I think if he does kill the lights, he's going to start searching with his magical sight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Magnus sees in complete dark. Because even, I mean, if it was, like, literal, like, 100% complete darkness, like, in the void of space, if there's nothing to see, you won't see it. Um, but you, Magnus, would feel confident here that you would have some low level of vision. Okay. Uh, let's cut the lights and I'll look with my eyes. Yeah. I will say, Magnus, I think a a point of interest to you, uh, now that you're kind of thinking about that particular feature, uh, that is unique to your sight, that's the thing about the shadows being wrong that I think clicks here is not only, like, the idea of there being some weird magical shadow is like that that's a thing that can happen there are shadow creatures and things um it's that but that would have like registered to you mm. on some capacity as there being some sort of magic there i think it's all of these shadows that are wrong look like shadows even with your enhanced sight so they're like shadows squared like they're they're shadows but they're also like magic shadows they're spooky shadows there's spooky magic shadows. There's something wrong about these shadows. It's not supposed <laughs> to do that. And you've seen like magical darkness in one way or another. And it usually you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's magical darkness. And you're like, this is not something you're familiar with. Um, Magnus says out loud to Julian, there's something wrong about these shadows. They're not supposed to look like that. They're not supposed to. Wait, which the shadows aren't supposed to look like shadows they're shadows but they're sort of more than shadows they're not like magical darkness or any other sort of magical casted shadow that i've seen advanced shadows this is supreme advanced shadows yes okay good so are we still wanting to turn the lights out then yes yes okay just Um, for a bit if i scream turn them back on yeah uh yeah yeah no i was gonna do that anyway um (laughs) turns out uh his little fire sphere you turn out yours um you do have to like actually put out the campfire uh yeah magnus will just like use an elemental manipulation just like throw a bunch of dirt like just like take a bunch of topsoil and just yeah 
God forbid you use a shovel. You're a wizard. You don't need that shit. No, it takes time. It burns calories to do that. That's gross. No, just you can use freeze magic. time too. Yeah, and ma- using thing. magic is famously not physically taxing ever at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I respect it. Um, yeah. So as you do that, there's still the matter of the sky and the moon. You're here, and it is quiet. You can hear your breath and Julian's breath first, and then the sort of quiet, white noise of people sleeping at a camp, the gentle rustling. Even with your magic eyesight, it takes a minute, or not a minute, a moment for your eyes to adjust. And when they do, still the most sensory information is the sounds around you. And it's not entirely dark at first there are stars in the sky and the waning moons and then almost as if someone pulled a blanket over the dome of the heavens it's black and you hear julian say okay yeah advanced shadow Lad. Yeah. Um, and you feel uh, a bump as uh, you can, for in the advanced shadows, see very limited rough shapes. Um, Julian, who clearly can't see shit at all trying to like <laughs> grab you like not yeah. like in a like aggressive way but like i'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna grab julian's hand so he knows yeah. like where we're at <laughs> okay now what so you're saying that i could see shapes in the shadows no, no oh sorry 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 like you can see like the shape like or the shape of julian and like the campfire and like whoever like maybe like one of the tents that are near you don't see, there's nothing in the shadows yet okay um, it's just everything is dark. It's like I'm trying to think. Like to Julian, from Julian's perspective, uh, he's just now standing on the ground in an entirely dark void. From your perspective, it's like it's like looking through a low contrast night vision. Okay. So like. At a distance, it's hard because all the shapes meld with each other, so you don't really see as much. But anything within about like ten feet of you, you can get kind of uh, like a. It's you're not seeing anything. There is not actual light particles hitting your eyes. It is the fact that you have this magical connection to yeah. the idea of sight that you're kind of getting like a little lidar scan. <laughs> That's such a cool way to describe it. A magical connection to the idea of sight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and do we hear the the twig breaking sound again? You stand there for a moment, taking this all in. Uh, your hand, or Julian's hand, and yours. And you can feel the nerves. Hear the breath. And right behind you, in between the space of both of your heads, hear the twig snap. 
and it kind of causes you to startle a bit as you jerk around and whatever was there has moved. Okay, you've made yourself known, whatever you are. What do you want? There's not a response. Um, there is a flash of light, very brief. Not incredibly bright, but bright enough to your eyes in this darkness that you do kind of have to like blink it out for a minute. And you see a thin, in this lighting, silver, just a thin strand along the ground. You've been in a in a uniform pattern of a forest, if you can call it that, for days, you've started to run really low on food. You are all tired. It is exhausting. And you're not sure if you're any closer to where you need to go. And despite that, you can tell that this thin silver strand of light that is snaking its way across the ground is in the direction that you came from. It's telling you to go back. Yeah, Magnus looks at this thin silver line and like reckons the direction that it's going and sort of tilts his head. I think part of him very much the defiant danger-seeking wizard does not want to turn back whatsoever but in this moment he realizes that he's just a bit out of his depth in terms of like what to do he has his own thoughts that they should just keep pressing on and that this means that they're actually quite close if things like this are happening um julian do you see that lad see what thin silver line there on the ground uh-uh. No. Okay. I don't want you to conjure a light in case it goes away. What I need you to do is walk over on that direction, and Magnus is going to sort of point his clasped hand towards the tent that Winnie is in and say, walk over there and wake her up, lad. Magnus, I can't see what direction you're pointing. With the, the hand that I have clasped. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yes. I was like, I don't... <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Five paces and then you're at the mouth of her tent. Yeah, Julian starts walking and... I assume you don't take your eyes off of the thread... Yes, like he's like he's very fixated on the thread. He doesn't want to. Yeah, and like Julian is in your periphery, though you can you can see him going. Um, two things happen here as well. Winnie, you so Magnus, you see Julian go into Winnie's tent to shake her awake, and Winnie 
you are awoken by nothing, it seems. Something kind of, you felt something rouse your, your shoulder, um, but it is pitch black. Mm. Good morning. Who's there? No one responds. Um, okay, I'm going to use elemental manipulation to conjure a, a light. You conjure a light in your tent. Magnus, you see a kind of warm glow coming from Winnie's tent. The sky does not retreat. The silver thread is still there. As long as you're still looking at it, you see this warm light in your periphery. Um, there's no one there, Winnie. Sauce. Um, I'm going to leave my tent. You do. You see Magnus standing still as a ghost. Everything. Uh, the fire has been put out. Magnus is staring very intently at something on the ground. Um, as far as you can tell, you don't see the shadows or the darkness that I described. It's Roughly the same condition as when you woke up or when you went to bed. Magnus, everything good? No, not quite. You want to fill me wait, in? Is, is Julie? Wait, did Julie just disappear? <laughs> yeah. Winnie, where's Julian? Uh, is he not sleeping? I just sent him to go wake you up and you woke up, but where is he? I look back in the tent for <laughs> to see if he's in there, but probably not. It, no. uh, it's not here. Fuck my whole life. Okay. Um. All right. Spark notes. You see the direction I'm looking? Yeah. With my eyes, I can see a thin silver thread leading us back the way we came. Don't ask me how I know it's the way that we've been coming from since everything looks the same but I just know I when I was keeping watch heard mysterious noises cracking sticks in the woods I woke up Julian and we realized the cracking was coming from whichever direction we weren't looking or shining light so we turned out the lights and everything got even more dark like a sheet of darkness covered the night sky and we could see shadows that were deeper than shadows we heard the noise one more time directly behind us, and then I was able to see this thread of silver that I just described. I sent Julian to wake you up, you woke up, and now he's disappeared. So now we're here. Great. And yeah, to reiterate, Winnie, the cloak of blackness over the sky, the shadows more than shadows, the pitch black, none of that is what you are experiencing right now. Um... I'm going to I'm going to snap out my light just to see if I can experience any of that. Yeah, as uh just to save time here. As soon as you snap out your light, you experience all of that immediately. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, yep. You were here when I described it to Rob, so I don't have to do it again. Right, right, right. Um Yeah, I see that. I I definitely think something's trying to scare us right now. So that's fun. Um Look in the direction of my voice. Do you see this thin silver line? Do I see this thin silver line? You do. 
Yeah, I see that. Okay. What do you make of it? Um, can I roll a check on it? What kind of check? Um, I guess it could be Man, I don't have any sort of I guess um spellcasting question does it look magical? I mean it's like a a, a glowing thread of light. Right. So, so like, yeah. yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Um, I didn't know if it looked like literally like a, a piece of thread. It's hard to tell. Are you going to go up to it? Yeah. I can also yeah. do notice. Um, I think if you are, if you're going up to it and like actually handling it, you can do spell casting because you're like actively trying to engage with the material. Right. Okay. I'm spending a penny on that. That's not much better, but that is technically a success. That's a five. Okay. With a five, you go up to this thread, which starts a few meters in front of um, where Magnus was standing, just kind of toward the edge of the campsite. And you pinch it in your fingers and kind of like sort of do that thing where you like rub your fingers up and down so it twirls so you can get a feel for the grain. Yeah. And it does seem to be made of silver. It's glowing. There's something about this that is a magic that you would you would recognize. There's a distinction between magic that comes from the land and magic that comes from a spell. Like in a fundamental sense, they're the same, but there's just sort of like an accent on it almost, like two people speaking the same language, but from different places. And you are incredibly in tune with the Feywild, though you don't have much formal training in that sense. So you wouldn't perhaps be able to articulate why or how you know. But this seems like a magic that is the land itself telling you to do something. All right. Well, good news. This isn't from a thing. It's from the land um i don't know what it wants but probably telling us something you reckon that we should follow this line then i mean i don't think we should stray too far from the camp but might be a good idea to at least see where it goes see if it strays anywhere I want you to make a spirit roll. Okay. Um, a D8 in that. Let's go. That is a six. Okay. With a six, you get the feeling that this is an out. If you follow this thread, it will take you safely back to where you came from, to the autumnal court. Okay. I think I get it now. Um, this is a laugh line. Ah. So this would take us back. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I'm not inclined to really turn back now. Hungry as, uh, hungry as we are. I feel like we're getting close. Yeah, this kind of feels like... Last chance. <laughs> it's a good idea to complete all outstanding quests before you <laughs> continue yeah. any further. This is the last save point before the end of the game. <laughs> okay, well now that we have that established, where the fuck is my apprentice? That's a great question. Um, have you checked his tent? Uh, Magnus is gonna, like, break line of sight with the silver thread and, like, look over askance at Witty and then go, like, <laughs> rush hurriedly over to the tent. It's so funny because Winnie can't see you looking askance <laughs> at her. Yeah. Magnus takes his opportunity to just glare. I feel it. Daggers. You could feel it, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, you go to Julian's tent and it is empty. He's not here. All right. Um, is <laughs> Should we check another plane of existence, perhaps? <laughs> oh, well, if only we had somebody that could easily <laughs> jump fr from between all the planes. Hey. Oh, wait, that's the man we're missing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, do you have like a, you have some sort of, some form of communication between them? Yeah, can you FaceTime them? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean... I don't think we've established anything like that. We could right now. You have <laughs> your like smoke ravens. That's true. Are those interplaner? <laughs> interplaner smoke raven delivery service? Let's try it out. Yeah. 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 You can try. I would say probably you haven't had a need to send things through. I, it's. It would be uh, proprietary is not the right word. You could try. You could certainly try. Um. Okay, we're gonna put a pin in that for a second. Well, let's get, let's get. It's not like I can just like see an image of him. I can't like scry on him. Basically, the smoke raven will take a minute. Um, yeah, I'll I'll just send a, a smoke raven. I'll just conjure some smoke. I don't know how I would put an extra like panache on it to try to make it go between planes. I don't even know if he is between planes. He could just. It's probably likely that he's just so, still an old fair. I think. The the question here isn't what panache do you add to it to send it between planes? It's what panache do you send on it to get it to Julian? Hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think, like, Magnus keeps on him, like, a little, like, trinket or two from, like, all of his apprentices. Like, sort of for this moment, but just, like, little things that he has to remember them by. So I think he reaches into, like, his bag of holding or whatever sort of suitcase he has. And he pulls out, like, a scorched, like, three-foot-long, like, wand. Like, a training wand for casting evocation spells that is, like singed at like the top part of it so it looks more like a burnt down torch and this is like the first magical tool that magnus gave julian to like help him cast elemental magic but julian was far enough along that he just completely burnt out one end of the magical stave and so 
it was <laughs> he always kept it because it was just like this magical moment that he had with Julian where he really realized that like this kid could be his prodigy and his successor. And so he always kept it. And so I think what Magnus is going to do is he's going to conjure a smoke raven and give him the magical implement and tell the raven, find him, bring him back. Um, and then he's going to like shoo him off into the old fair night. Yeah. And I like to think you cast this spell with the stave and the stave sort of dissolves into smoke for the moment as it forms into the raven and sends off. You don't immediately get a response, which for a moment is a cause for concern. And then you realize that if the raven was dispelled by some sort of magical act, you would know. And that if the raven went and found Julian or couldn't find Julian, it would come back. So it's taking a while. There is cause for hope in that. Um, Magnus has this moment of anticipation where he was very much hoping that Julian just got like displaced, like very close by, hopefully. Um, but like you said, like the fact that the raven doesn't immediately dissipate or come back tells me that. There's something weird going on, but probably not the worst possible scenario. I think we need to make the decision about whether to follow the silver line back to the autumnal court or press on into the darkness should be made as a, a group. I think we should wake everyone else. All right. I'm not opposed to that. Arcos, wake up. What yes, uh, It's dark, Arcos. Uh, what? What? What are we doing? Where are we going? Get Is there trouble? Yes. I want to grab my mace and be like, I'm still in my pajamas. I'm going to pick up my mace and be like, all right, let's crush it into the dirt. Not that kind of trouble. You're fine for now. Excellent. Yeah. As you step outside with your mace, um, you also see nothing at all and hear you can only hear Magnus and Winnie's voice. Oh, uh, wait, like nothing, nothing. Yeah. And you think you, you've been in a void like this before. It doesn't feel like that, like in a cosmic sense, but you're like you're on a ground and everything around you is dark. <clears throat> I'm afraid there's a dark cloud. Magnus Winnie, could you Speak, let me hear your voice. I'll come to you. We're over here. Just be careful. Uh, am I able to suss out where over here is, or am I going to be wandering in circles? <laughs> yeah, I think you can hear him. I would love to have you roll to see whether or not you actually, <laughs> like, what you stumble over. All right, so that's going to be... Agility. Agility and common knowledge. Love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How well do you recognize the campsite versus... Uh, that it's gonna be the base is gonna be an eight to succeed. Oh, that's not happening. Two I've got a four in agility because I'm a forest giant, and uh, common knowledge is a six. Okay. Oh, then God. you got your wild card die. Don't forget. Yeah, that's not great. Um, 
for wild card was a three. Two, two, three, four, seven. Can I re-roll the wild card die? Um, yeah, you can use the, the Benny thing. You can re-roll right. both if you if Oh, you spend that's right. Benny. You re-roll both. That's right. So that was a four. And that was a two. All right. Um, so. And you can <sighs> take whichever one's higher. Okay. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. I got an eight even. Okay, yeah, with an eight penny even. to not trip over something. There better you, not be combat in this. <laughs> yeah, you can hear clearly where they are, and then, like, you almost, like, step into a log, and you are able to get around it. You remember about where the campfire is and avoid it and kind of stumble into Magnus a bit. Mm. M- mostly because Magnus is probably the easiest one to just kind of turn and reach <laughs> out a hand to you. Watch where you're going. But, uh, sorry, you're so short. I, well, I guess for you, you're human for your... Right. Anyway, <laughs> wh- what's going on? Did you... Did an experiment go terribly wrong? Is this really the time for beakers of concentrated darkness? I thought you gave up that project years ago. Well, old fair didn't, and... Okay, so Magus is just going to explain yeah. everything he just explained. <laughs> Recap. Um, Great. Brennan was here and heard it, so we don't have to say it twice. <laughs> So then I sent a smoke raven, and now we're here, and we need to decide whether or not to go back or go forward. Something you once said to me has stuck with me, Magnus. The night's as dark as just before the dawn. Argus, I was saying that like two hours ago. (laughs) You seem to have a few uh, phrases you like to recycle. One of them was, sorry, I didn't mean to cause that fire. And the other one is, uh, the night is dark is just before the dawn. <laughs> Literally the things like stenciled on Magnus's like personal journal. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who in real life uses like 10 stock phrases. <laughs> <clears throat> um, look, the darkest times of my life, which... Happens to be right now, actually. Uh, the only way through is through. Never back. Okay. Well, I don't know at the same time whoever sent us this silver thread lifeline might be onto something, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I mean, I think it's a sign that we're, that we're receiving this lifeline that we're close and... They're just, it's like a warning. So, like, I think we're close, but I think whatever's up ahead is not going to be pretty. You know what? I think I need some more opinions. I, um, he's going to... <laughs> Craig Askarath, wake up. Wait, where'd you say Julian was? I don't know. He disappeared. He disappeared? Yes. See, it also might not be quite smart to uh, abandon Julian should he be stuck here. Mm -hmm. Good morning, or evening, Craig. Um, We have a bit of a situation. We could require your great wisdom. Okay. What? Oh, yeah, it's weird out here. Okay. It's weird out, and Julian's gone missing, and there's a strange lifeline trying to take us back the way we came. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sure. Why not? Um. You all notice that Askarath has not gotten out of her tent. Ah, uh, fuck. Askarath, are you disappeared too? I will go to her tent. Because I don't want these boys going to her tent. Give me... <laughs> give me an agility and common knowledge. Because that's now how we determine. Uh, a common knowledge, you said? And agility, and, yeah. And agility? Oh, wait. Yeah, you're using your agility attribute and your common knowledge skill. How does that factor? I have different dice in those. Yeah, you rolled both of them. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, so do you ro- do you roll those two in lieu of re- rolling a d6 as well, or do you roll three die? You roll three die. Oh, okay. Right. You get your wild card die, and then those two attributes. Be high then. Okay, hold on. Hence, I would assume the higher um, DC of eight instead of four. It'll be the same. Um, that's an 11. Yeah, so, um, you are able to maneuver yourself over there. You check the tent. It is empty. Well, I'm afraid we've got another one, Magnus. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think we can really leave Old Fader without them. Yeah. Or leave the Open Realms without them. Yeah. So, Magnus now thinks that, like, I'll just say this in character. I think what's going on is that whatever spirit of the land is giving us the lifeline has also whisked away our allies, presumably to someplace safe, fingers crossed, as an extra incentive to discontinue our journey. A temptation more than a kind gesture. Could be both. Well, regardless, it's just the four of us at present. And we need to make a decision about what to do. I feel like there's not really much of a question, right? Spell it out for us, if you wouldn't mind. I mean, we can't go back without them. And if we go back, we'll probably not be able to get this far again. I concur. First rule of being a healer, you don't leave anyone behind. All right. Fuck. Well, I guess we keep going on then. Excellent. I'm gonna <clears throat> change. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that Arcos is wearing like striped pajamas with like a little ball hat, like his <laughs> new groove. It's exactly Stocking cap, it yeah. With so the, is there with one of those candles with like a, the, <laughs> the drip yeah the, the candlestick <laughs> yeah. So is there um. Is there a reason we can't turn, like, can we pack up camp and keep going? Can we turn on lights, or? Well, this was the one way we could see the the thread. Yeah. Oh, what, you mean you guys actually want to see where you're going? (laughs) That's lame. Magnus is going to conjure fire above the camp again so that they can all see what they're doing. Going to light my candle again. 
uh, you conjure fire and um, yeah, there, there's enough light illuminating the area. Um, you are all able to sort of pack up the campsite and get a move on. Um, as you do so, there's no objection to that. Magnus, do you at any point push snuff your light out? Um. So like before, it seemed like we were like moving throughout the forest without needing too much of a light. Like the moons themselves and the stars were like sort of illuminating our way. But I guess like I'm not really sure how much light we have. Um, I guess it, that that sort of would determine whether or not Magnus yeah. puts out his own light. I would say um, if you wanted to like test your theory, you could, I mean, you could turn it out and turn it back on and see like what the vibe is. Um, yeah, I think Magnus feels like what it wasn't an accident that he was like singled out to like see all of this at first. Maybe it was just a coincidence that he was the only one on watch, but like, it seems like he would have been the only one to like be able to detect easily mm-hmm. the weird magic vibe. So I think he's actually going to like trail back from the party and allow them to like have their own light and procession. And since he can sort yeah. of see in the dark, he turns out his own light and just like walks like maybe like 15 to 20 yards behind the main walking party yeah. in the dark. You snuff out your own light. They're walking in the dark. You let the party get far enough ahead. They have a little bit of light around them just so they can see. You're a very small group now, so it's not hard. You're not moving very fast. You're tired, exhausted, and you've been low on food for the past several days. And Magnus, as you walk in the darkness, you hear again a snap behind you. Do you turn? Okay, so just like I'm trying to think clearly about what actually happened the first time. So Julian and I heard the snap behind us. We turn and we saw the strand of light. Yeah, I think like this first time that he hears it again, I think Magnus is going to like look over his shoulder, but he's going to keep walking in the direction that he's walking. Yeah. You look over your shoulder and you see the now familiar glowing silver thread and then in the way the fuse of a bomb pulls and shortens at the same time it begins to recede back into the blackness it is gone Magnus is going to turn the other direction and not tell anybody else that their lifeline just disapparated. Yeah, and you you join up with your group. You are walking dark. Magnus, did you see anything of consequence? Nothing that's really going to change anything. I trust you implicitly. That's a mistake, but I appreciate it. I think Winnie gathers what that means in her head silently. There's no way Arcos does. Yep. (laughs) How long do you walk for? 
As long as we can, question mark. Yeah, until we find something, question mark. You don't find anything. And I think you all begin... I mean, I don't want to describe thoughts to your characters, but I'm going to put some thoughts here and maybe they resonate with your character. Maybe this was the wrong way. Oh, God. Uh, maybe this was the wrong way and whatever it was that gave you that lifeline was an extension of some court power. Maybe you went too far into the open realm. You arrived at a place that was a no man's land. And that lifeline that was being extended to you, maybe that was from the court of the dawn. Maybe that was from another court or an individual trying to muster whatever last power they could to save some wayward travelers who unfortunately had the poor luck being set off in the wrong direction because they tried to follow their hearts, but None of them really had a clear idea deep down of what they wanted. Maybe not clear enough for the world. Do you keep walking? It's tired. Your head starts to hurt. I think Magnus is having in his heart, some emotional deja vu of his wife just disappearing with Julian just like vanishing out of existence. And so I think there's a part of him that is feeling very manic of like, the world is fucking with me. People in my life keep disappearing. I'm in a space that is completely divorced from the rules of reality. Like he just doesn't know what to do. But I think that like Magnus sort of lives in that manic headspace a lot though. And like a lot of his life has just been sort of this delirious, ridiculous, like pressing forward it, against tragedy. And I think that there's just like some part of him that dissociates in this moment and just, he just decides to climb a tree. Magnus just like stops and just finds a tree and just starts climbing his way up. Because in his mind, he just wants to see the night sky. And imagine that he can see the shapes of his loved ones and the stars. You climb a tree every now and then. You scramble to get your footing. A branch snaps. Nothing here is normal or healthy or alive in a way that would make you feel comfortable and keep going up to see hopefully break the tree line and find the stars there are no leaves here forming a canopy there is no light being blocked to the bottom that shadow that was pulled across the heavens still higher still in between you and the light that you know is there just can't feel it but as you climb up, you look in and around this place where you are. And it is desolate and it is uniform. And as far as your vision can see, 
which is not that far, is the same in every direction, and you have the sinking suspicion that it goes on forever somehow. That doesn't make sense, but maybe it does. And the only solace of a difference in this landscape is as you look down toward where your friends are and you look over in the direction you're walking, see the shadow dips down, see a monolith of black. You see it's about 100 meters away and it feels heavy and deep and just as uncomfortable as the rest of this unforgiving wasteland. But it does feel different than the monotony of an infinity. So, sorry, wh what is the structure? You said it's a black monolith? It's just, there's just an area of black. Just on the, like, it goes from the ground and stretches up into the sky. You, it's hard to see how tall it is. It's unclear if it's connected to the sky or if it just goes up in the sky because it's just kind of black on black. It's at a distance. It's about 100 meters away. Do we see this too? Um, You guys are on the ground and it is very dark. It is difficult to, if you, perhaps, if like if you went up to it, you would see it. I think at this distance though, you can't really tell the difference between there's a deep shadow 100 meters away and I just can't see after 100 meters out. Right. Um, I'm going to go up to the tree Magnus is under. Um, Magnus, you all right, darling? Um, <laughs> Magnus not, again, being in this like manic state, this makes a lot of sense to him, is probably going to be very alarming. Magnus starts casting fireballs in a straight line towards the plinth of darkness that he sees as like guiding lights like he's trying to burn a straight line through the trees to get there yeah you burn down some trees Winnie you see Magnus start shooting several fireballs off in one direction that's kind of in the direction you guys were already walking right he climbed a, he wordlessly climbed a tree <laughs> stood up there looked for a while and is now shooting fireballs <laughs> alright I'm gonna take that as a no Magnus you need help um Magnus is gonna silently climb down from the tree <laughs> Which I imagine takes like about like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, um, <clears throat> there's something that way. Uh, what, you mind elaborating a little bit? Well, considering it's just darker darkness than we're normally darkening around in, we're going to go that direction and figure it out. And he's going to like snap a still burning branch <laughs> from a tree, <laughs> like a torch, and start walking in the direction that he has lit this fire. I'm going to run after you and do that thing where you lick your fingers and put out a fire like on one of your hairs. That's what I've been saying. Are you uh, feeling all right over there, pal? Magnus is gripping an active burning tree branch. He just like, looks up into the left into your eyes, Arcos, <laughs> and then looks forward and keeps walking into this array of burning trees. Oh, my God. Fair enough. We all have those days. All right, I see Timmy has followed down the well. Let's follow Lassie. <laughs> yeah, you all head that way. Um, Craig taking up the rear, just kind of watching you all be weird. And yeah. Uh, what heroes do, okay? <laughs> like the Avengers. <laughs> sure. 
Um, not to Craig, maybe to like everyone else in the realm. <laughs> Craig, you're just these weird adults who just have some Adopted level, him. varying levels of arrested development. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the rest of the world, we're the Avengers. To Craig, we're the boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're, you're Craig's weird uncles and aunts. Uh, yeah, you're you're able to get there and. Sure enough, as you walk up to it, it is just a wall of black like the sky. This is what I saw. I see that. Um, did the fireballs help do anything? I don't know. Let's give it another shot. Magnus oh cast fireballs <laughs> into the darkness. You cast they fireballs into the darkness. And it, this looks, it's, it's, difficult to like wrap your head around this because it looks just like you're you're staring at this darkness in the same way you were staring at the empty sky um but when the fireball hits it it's almost like it hits a membrane and even though nothing about this membrane moves it the light and the energy of the fire is absorbed and it remains unchanged as if it almost like the fireball just disappeared beyond it or pass through a portal but it feels solid or you assume it's solid is this similar to the same membrane that we walked through in the crypt when we went into that dark room no hard to say that felt more like like you were you could pass through that easily you know like this and you haven't put your hand to it it feels there's like more of a weight behind this like it's not just a thin membrane like it is there's a mem like it it's a solid object i'm gonna put my hand to it (laughs) you put your hand to it. it and um god i'm uh have you ever like thrown clay on a pottery wheel i haven't okay so, like, I know you know what, like, wet clay feels like where you tap it and it, like, you know, like, the concept of that. Yeah, I can imagine um, it, yeah. It's it's not as fluid. It's more solid. It, it's, like, it's the it's feeling of clay, wet clay on a pottery wheel when you're <laughs> when it's, like, thick and it's already a bowl, but it hasn't dried out yet. Yeah. Almost like the consistency of Play-Doh. And you touch it and it feels like your hand sinks in just a little bit, but you're still resting it on the surface. And there's all of this black. Do you pull your hand back? Yes. You just leave it there. I'll 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 do a few like I'll try to see if I can like grab something. I'm gonna like yeah I'm gonna test you, a like, few things out. Yeah. So you put your hand up there. You kind of grab into it, and you can't break anything off. So you can like it feels like you're depressing it a little bit, but not enough to be able to like squeeze your hand closed. Does this feel just like a living a little, thing? It doesn't like the thing to say, like, if it feels like a living thing, I guess it's kind of a hard question to answer. You don't feel like the trace of a heartbeat. It feels neither warm nor cold. Like it, the it, there, it doesn't have a temperature is is what it feels like touching. OK, Um, it's consistency again is very solid and impermeable and dense um 
It's kind of like how when you look at like Vanta Black, it looks like a hole even yeah. though it's not. Yeah, it looks photoshopped um, out. Yeah. There's no yeah, there's no movement in it. Um it doesn't seem to actively respond to what you're doing. Um and so you kind of like, you know, like rub your hand against it and things, but as soon as you pull your hand back, there is another hand touching it like a mirror. Does it look like my hand? Yeah, it looks like if your hand itself were entirely cast in shadow. If you pull it back about like a foot, you sort of pull out uh, a hand and about a, a foot is a bad unit of measurement when I'm trying to talk about bodies. But like if you pull it back several inches, that's about how far out the hand and the arm have formed. Okay, does it mirror, mirror my view? My oh, so it like comes out of the membrane. Yeah. Oh, so it's not That's like spooky. in the membrane. Okay. Does it no, mirror? No. Does so, it mirror me? Yeah, it's like this hand. You know how if you put your hand against a mirror, right, right, right. I'm hand saying on the if, other I, side? if I like keep moving it. Yeah, like this hand is touching your hand, oh, and it so is so it's like stuck to me. Yeah, I was like, like when you put your oh, hand against shit, a mirror okay. and you can see a reflection of your hand, it would be like if you pulled back, Got it. and that hand was pulling with you. Got it. Got it. Okay. There's a hand attached to your hand. So this is going to be a weird, like, maybe a hard question to explain. If I, you know how, like, if if it's stuck to me and I move my arm, it's going to, like, tilt up, you know? Like, is it, like, does it continue to, like, match? If it's my whole arm and my elbow, right? Do you get what I'm asking you? Like, if I... So, so like, here's here's how I'm going to just describe it. (laughs) So you put your hand against there and you pull it back a few inches... And a perfect copy of your hand is attached yes. palm to palm. Yes. You turn your hand in your arm and you see this black shadow version of your hand is palm to palm with your own. Right. If you continue to sort of pull back, um, yeah, like from the membrane, your the rest of your arm begins to like also be pulled out. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Okay. So if you, depending on how far back you step... As you're pulling, it's it's following. Okay, I'm gonna stop at like my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey y'all, there's something here. Hey y'all, <laughs> something's happening. I'm gonna run over. Be like, good, God, Woody. What is that? Another hand? Is it an arm? Looks like it. Where'd you get that? I well, don't touch it, baby. Don't do what I did, baby. Um. I um. I don't. I'm stopping because as I keep moving back, it keeps copying me. I'm not sure. Magnus, what do you make of this? Yeah, you're like, you're curious about spooky things. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Magnus sort of shrugs and like arches an eyebrow and says, seems like a dark version of you. I'm going It's a reflection. I'm going to take an object, probably like a stick or a rock or something, and tap using my other arm, tap mm-hmm. on the on the shadow part of me and see if I feel it. You do. Ah shit. <laughs> well, um Okay, I it can I can feel what it feels. Um 
I don't know what the next step of experimentation here is. I don't want to pull like all the way out because I don't want to know what happens whenever like a, a whole shadow version of me comes out of this thing. Could you put it back? Can you rest your hand back on the surface of that um, thing? Not a bad idea. I'm going to try to push it back in. <laughs> Get in try there. to push it back in. <laughs> um, and when you rest your hand on the surface, like you, you push it back in. But then, like, when you try and move back from the surface of it, it, it starts pulling again. Okay, I'm gonna... God damn it. Hmm. Hold on. And as you're just sort of... Si after you figure that out and you sit with your hand resting on there, you feel it pulling on you. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm gonna... Shit. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm scared. Um... Man, none of my spells are, like, just, like, a blast spell. Um. I think while you're sort of fretting, Magnus is going to, like, walk up beside you and, like, look at you in the eyes and place his own hand on the black, like, membrane wall. Magnus, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm so serious. And he's going to start leaning into the wall. Magnus, I'm going to grab his arm. Magnus. Can't solve everything with fireballs and experience. All right, I'm gonna do the opposite of what Magnus is doing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the my thing all the way out. If he's going okay. in, I'm pulling my thing out. Yeah. So okay. So are these both happening at the same time? Because that's fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> okay. So um. Yeah. Uh, Winnie, you start pulling out and magnus you start going in arcos i do need to know what you're doing right now <laughs> i'm probably just going to be holding on to both of their arms that are outside of it right now just in case they start getting sucked in i can pull them out that is definitely well what magnus is actively going in and winnie's actively going out so at some point so as this happens um winnie and used to keep pulling it is an exact replica of yourself but entirely formed in shadow Arcos, as Magnus is going in and you are holding on to his hand, you need to make a decision whether you are going to cross through the membrane with Arc or with Magnus, or are you going to let go? Well, I guess I always told him I'd follow him into hell. I'll just keep going. And you let go of Winnie's hand? I'll let go of Winnie's. <laughs> And you follow Magnus through the threshold and Craig is just standing there, not really <laughs> wanting to do either of those things. I think he's the smartest party Yeah, member. Craig is the one with functioning brain cells right now. <laughs> yeah. Mag Magnus is upset and being impulsive. Winnie put, touched, touched the thing. I think Winnie's, uh, I think to kind of justify this, I think it's her pulling this out is less of a conscious decision and more of like a, a desperate, like trying to pull her hand off it. Yeah. It's Winnie being like, well, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as, as you pull it out, um, whereas initially when you were pulling, it was this sort of mirrored thing. Now that you are both in the same plane, like in the same space, it's not entirely mirrored. Um, you uh, notice you're trying to pull and whatever this is, is also trying to pull apart and neither of you can. Um, what 
what would Winnie do in response to that? Um, is it mirroring me exactly or does it seem to be acting on its own? It's odd. At first, it sort of starts out mirroring you exactly. And then it's like, uh, you know, when two cars are in the turn lane and for a brief moment, the blinkers yeah. blink up uh-huh. and then they slowly get off. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. It's it's like that. I get you. Okay. Um, At that point, once she notices it's acting on its own, she's just going to stop and see like what it does um it also stops to see what you do and you both kind of take a beat i would think as ni- neither of you seem it's not like is like trying to like suck yeah, your life blood or anything i'm not gonna be actively hostile if it's not gonna be actively hostile yeah Neither of you are actively hostile, and I'm gonna pause <laughs> to say what uh, Magnus and the Bros uh, are up to. Bro group, perfect. Um, Magnus, as you are pulled through um, this area that is so dark, you don't even see anything. But maybe there's just nothing to see. Um, as you are moving out, you are on the other side of the clearing, and your hand still attached to the hand of Magnus. And you are some kind of a shadow. And the Magnus on this other side has an Arcos pulling him. And Arcos, you too are connected as a kind of shadow. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah 
I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's, it's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened, uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.